ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, this week I sat down with my buddy Tyler McCluskey. Uh, We're just going back and forth on some gear. Uh, what we're using, what's in our packs, why this, why that. Um, just kind of a shooting shit episode. Enjoy. So we're on with Mr. Tyler McCluskey. Um, what's up, man? Welcome back. Hey, bud. Yeah, good to talk to you again, man. Yeah, man. So we had talked about doing a uh, a gear episode, right? What's in our packs, the packs, the boots, everything, right? Kind of a, for me, it, probably going to be more of a rant than anything man yeah me and you both bud yeah i'm a gear nerd so i can talk about it for days so yeah. i'll try and not talk about it all night <laughs> yeah and, and try and read through some of the subjective stuff right i mean that and that's right. one of the things that with gear um it, it's very subjective right it's it's opinion based um the functionality is there right i mean there's not many gear manufacturers nowadays that aren't bringing the shit i mean just you know what i mean right. there's a lot of For r&d sure. there's a lot of field testing um right but it's still very very subjective so i hope everybody listening understands that um you know you're you're, you're you know opinionated on your gear for whatever reason so we're just going to go on yeah. and fuck it's going to be a tirade a little bit of a rant from both of us a I little think, bit man. <laughs> a little bit probably yeah so you know, everyone we, like you said uh, it's got their their preference in gear so yeah this is how we feel about it. just so people know how we feel about gear yeah i mean we'll talk about what we you know what we're running the important stuff and then just the bullshit we throw in there too that'd be a little yeah a bit of a fun one so why yeah, don't buddy. we hit on some of the important pieces first man and and i'm not sure where you stand on it but i'm gonna say two of my most important pieces of gear is gonna be my pack and it's gonna be my boots I agree hundred percent, man. I mean, you got to be able to walk yourself into the mountains and pack your gear in and out of the mountains. Those are your, I mean, in my opinion, two crucial elements that 
you really need to take your time and do your research and find what fits best for you and your style and what you're going to be doing. So why don't we, uh, since you, you kind of said walking in, let's talk about boots first, man. Um, fuck my opinion of boots is there's a lot of hype, right? I mean, everything that we see is, is there's a ton of marketing, right? And popularity seems to win. And in some cases it's warranted, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I've run and okay, I'm, I'm quite a bit older, um, but I've run Danners for years until uh, this year. I finally bought a, a different pair of boots. Um, one of the reasons I was running Danners is they were, you know, American made. They're up there in your home state of Oregon, and that's something yep, that I try to my place. Yeah, yeah, something I try to hold to, you know. Um, yeah. And I wasn't doing a lot of, I hate saying it, but you know, a lot of backcountry type hunting. Like I'd put on, put right. in miles in a day, but it wasn't anything right. like I'm chasing now, um, especially for with sure. this with this elk expedition. Um, what are you running, or what have you run? So I've I've ran a ton of different boots over the years. I've tried, you know, I've done Danners for a while. Um, I've tried some other various brands and. Um, I've just had problems with um, like leakage as far as waterproofing goes. And that's, I mean, I live in Oregon, so it's wet here. Very, very wet. Like I live in the rainforest where I'm at. I'm going through dense wetness. And so I've had problems with water seepage. I mean, not always right away. Sometimes it could be a day or two in, but sometimes it's just worked its way in there. and It's been frustrating. So my boot, uh, boot battle has been a long one. But uh, right now I'm currently running some um, Scarpa uh, Kinesis Pros, GTX Kinesis Pros. Um, had them for two, three seasons now, and they're phenomenal um, as far as waterproofing goes. Um, you know, but more like I've messed with my boots. I've kind of realized like you got to think about your functionality and like where you're hunting and kind of think about the science of your boot because I like these boots a lot that I have, but they're like a little stiff. I've come to learn like they're really stiff sole boot. And for where I've been hunting lately, it's just not really necessary. You know, um, when you have that stiff boot, it's awesome for like hard inclines or like big rocky slopes. That's when you're really wanting that stiff boot. So then you don't blow your calves out, you know, getting up those mountains. Like, so I think for this year, I might switch it up a little bit and go for a little bit of a, a softer boot because it's more, I mean, I can still get some steep stuff, but it's more like open and not traily, but just easier walks. And that the stiffness just isn't really what I need right now. Yeah. That, and I've noticed for me, at least when I run with a stiffer boot that my, my feet fatigue more. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure what that is, but on the other end of that, if I wear a super soft boot and the terrain warrants a little stiffer sole, you know, it's the same thing. But uh, right. seems more times than not with that stiffer sole, man. It's just like, damn, you know that your arch will start bothering you. Just the bottom of your feet, man. It just fatigue a lot more, and that could be mm-hmm. not having the, you know, the miles or the hours of use prior to hitting the field in them. But yeah, it's not uh, could be not anything that I would look forward to is is bad feet out there, man. I went with right. uh, went with the Crispies this year, man. I jumped on the Crispy bandwagon. I had a chance to. Yeah check out the crispies i actually when i was up in oregon last year i tried them on and didn't pull the trigger on them um and then this year i was up there and and put a pair of the uh idahos on and mm. uh 
fell in love with them, man. I think that's the Idaho really? I have. I don't even know what fucking model they are. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was sitting with the G4 guys, and they're like, this is what we're running. And I put them on, and I walked around a little bit, and I was like, damn, these do feel really, really good. Um, nice. And that was – so going back to what you said about the Danners, right, because I'm a brand loyalist guy. Like, if I find something that's working, like, I'm going to yeah. just run it, right? And that was one of the things. I went on a pig hunt. I don't know. It seems like it's been two months now. Um, and, dude, it was it was just a Central California morning, right, dewy and just wet. Mm. Man, my feet were soaked. And those Danners, I oh, bought yeah. them last year. Um, my feet were just drenched and I'm like, you know, that was, yeah, that was it, dude. I was like, well, that's my rule, right? If it's, if it's broke, I have to fix it. And, yeah. uh, I, my, my feet were just totally, totally saturated, man. It was, it was kind of disappointing. Um, because I've, I, shit, I buy Danners for work. You know what I mean? I've run them for, right. I'm going to say at least, at least 10 years. Yeah. Oh, but I, I'm so far, man, I really like those crispies. I wore them out on a day of scouting and we did, uh, we did some hard hiking, man, and uh, I didn't nice. wear them prior to, you know, break in, and yeah. no hot spots, no nothing. They were just, they were flawless, man. I was, in, I was really That's impressed. Awesome. That's awesome, dude. Another bummer thing that I've, I've had with the stiff sole like, is it's like I said, it's really, really wet here in Oregon, and there's just so much thick underbrush sometimes. If I step on like a wet log, like dude. I'm going down. I've fallen so many freaking times. <laughs> like my honey partner's like, dude, you all right? I'm like, yeah, man, no big deal. It's falling down. Like you need to get together, buddy. I'm like, sorry, dude. Yeah. I never, you know what that, I mean, you bring up that point and I've never noticed it, but yeah, you do, you do lose some of that. I don't even know what to call yeah, it. Yeah. Like your foot can't feel like what's underneath you yeah. as well, you know, with that stiffness. So it's like, you're just, whoop, I just fall. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's cause I have like a, a, a dodgy knee from knee surgery years ago or something. I don't know, but right down I go. Yeah, that's a, I never, yeah, I never thought about it, but I, I could totally put myself in that position and maybe it's like a, a, and then like the lack of a better word, like nimbleness. Um, right. You know what I mean? When you're stepping on stuff yeah. and then with a softer soul, you're able to react to things. Um, yeah. Like your foot can like, you, just, you know, your body just reacts because you feel it coming a little better than with the stiff boot. And then, you know, with a 30 pound pack on your back, you're top heavy. So you're scoop right over and that but and then there's there's a plus about a stiff boot right when you're when you're packing in doing a multi-day um mm -hmm. and you have a heavy load or when you're packing out and you have a heavy load that stiff boot lends itself to that situation yeah yeah you know then that stiff boot is awesome so it's just like where do you draw the line and it's one of those things that you really just got to play with and trial and error and find your sweet spot you right. know, until you get the right recipe. You may never find it. Right. Never well, or, or you're buying multiple pairs of boots. I mean, shit, now you can That's go, you know. Yeah, I saw like, like uh, Aaron Snyder posted a picture like long time ago. He had like 40 pairs of boots or something ridiculous. I'm like, geez, man. You got a boot problem, bro. Well, it, that's a nice problem to have when you start looking no at kidding. all the different scenarios. But not all of us, you know, got uh, either Aaron Snyder hookup or Aaron Snyder, you know, expendable right. income to. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm what no I mean. When you put in, you know, like 200 plus days out of the year in the mountains, you know, yeah. people are like, hey, do you try the boots out? Yeah. yeah. And that's I'll a big deal. Someday. I mean, and that, yeah. that that brings up another point with gear, right? It. You, you can't go test run most of the stuff, you know, walking around. Like I said, I, you know, at Hoodoo, I, I, when I was up there, um, you know, I put on those, the crispies and I walked around, but what do you walk around 10 minutes, you know? Um, right. You know, right. so you, you really don't, you really don't get to test drive stuff, you know, and it, it makes it right. difficult. And the average guy, 
goes and spends 400 bucks, 500 bucks on a pair of boots, guess what he's doing? He's running them sons of bitches until either his feet can't take it, it breaks a hunt, or they fall apart. Mm-hmm, absolutely. The, uh, the Danners that, that you have, they were the American-made ones, because they have like their Japanese or wherever overseas plant, then they have the American-made ones. So you gotta kinda, kinda watch which ones you're buying. I've noticed the American-made ones last longer and they are more waterproof than the overseas made ones. So for a long time, there was no overseas made Danner, right? Right, so right. After, you know, getting the last pair I got and then hearing that and then, you know, with the experience, it was just, like I said, it was kind of like, damn it, man. Yep. But I still wear them for dude. work, you know? <laughs> yeah, I used to wear them for work too. <laughs> and that, well, and then I, like, I have... Uh, I have some pronghorns. I have three pair I can I can grab right now, um, and they're all going to end up as work boots at this point. Yep. So I got work boots. They've, they've for the been next condemned two years. to the work boot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the and for the money, like, I, what do you spend on one hundred and eighty, hundred and ninety bucks for a pair of pronghorns or something? And, yeah. And it yep. sounds ridiculous, but I can get a year and a half out of them. I mean, I'm not, I'm not laboring or anything, right? I'm driving a freaking truck around, and and you know yelling at people or however you want to look at what my position is <laughs> right. but uh, yeah. yeah but they last man I mean that's that's the one thing for that scenario they last um, yeah. can't complain you know but they were they were good for me you know good to me for yeah. years and years and years so right on so my advice to any sorry both no, go quick, for just it. like any the listeners you know like if you're in the market for some new boots don't just take the internet's word for it. Like this person oh, no. likes these, this person like these, you know, try and hunt down a couple different brands like archery shops or pro shops or wherever and try them out like in person on your foot and just kind of go from there. Don't just buy a pair blindingly spending you know, four or 500 bucks on a pair of boots. And yeah. I mean, and that suck fest that brings us back to it being subjective. So wherever you're getting them, you need to be getting them from a guy that maybe deals in, five six ten different boots um, right you know he's all, not trying to get that yeah commission or whatever you want to call it exactly on you know uh, boot sales. that to me that's the the one of the most important rules i guess when when you're selecting a boot right is is the guy that's selling it to you and and then having an understanding of of the boot and the function and uh functionality and why that boot is why you know what it is you know yep. whether the soles a stiffness three or you know a six does that dude actually know right no doubt so but no they're made in italy they're and they're good don't worry about it oh, okay thanks buddy right it doesn't it doesn't mean anything and everybody's foot you know <laughs> right. everybody's foot's different you know me I, yeah. I don't have a huge foot i got a size 11 but my feet are a little bit wide um mm-hmm. you know you get a guy that has a you know a flat foot or something and you know or or a, a bad arch right um, right. those boots are going to feel different on that dude. Yeah. So that takes me into, do you, do you run insoles in your stuff or you just go stock, stock insole? You know, I'll run, boot? I'll run the stock in a new boot to see how it is, right. To see yeah. if it's going to live up to it. That usually is pretty short lived in most boots. Um, and then, yeah, I, I will flop over, um, and run, uh, and run an insole. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'll try them out, see how they feel, you know, try and break them in a little bit, see if they're going to fit form to the foot well, and then go from there, and I'll buy a better insole if need be. There's a couple of really good insoles running around, too. I don't know why the name. I got. I, that's the problem with me, man, is I, I 
get sucked into so much gear and shit when I, you know what I mean? It's like, what is the name? <laughs> too, me too, dude. Oh, it's horrible. My wife hates it. I'm a sucker. I hide it. <laughs> I, I do my best, man. I do my best. So it's like, hey, that, is that new? Where'd that come from? Kind of, yeah, no, I've had it for a while. It's called <laughs> Detached Garage, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She has for the house sure. and I have the garage. Yeah, I've got my stuff. I got one wall of the garage. It's mine. Yeah. I, nobody well, can put their stuff on my wall. Yeah, but she can get right to it. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> so the one thing, you know, when we were talking about talking about your feet and, and, and boots and et cetera, uh, is socks. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I just had this conversation earlier, but but socks are a big freaking deal. And Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. I know guys that'll go out and, you know, Nike crew socks and and be like, man, these boots suck. Well, oh, dude, that's the dumbest thing. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, (laughs) is is it the boot or is it that raggedy ass quitter with a hole in the big toe? (laughs) Right? You you wear hobo socks, bro. You think these boots suck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and I don't know. I don't know that there's enough attention to the sock when we start looking at you know i mean in everything we do in the woods man everything amounts to a system right i mean from Mm -hmm. our camo um to our pack and how that pack's uh, able to carry the load and its suspension and its waist belt and its frame etc everything is a freaking system but for whatever reason when you look down to the one of in my opinion one of the most important aspects of that hunt like I said, dudes are wearing, you know, like you said, hobo socks, right? What, what the hell? Right. So what? Just grabbed the, a pack of crap from Walmart and just called it good. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, man. No. What What do you run? You running like merino, or are you running synthetic, or a blend? Uh, right now, I've been running the first light merino socks for the past two seasons. I want to say they've been awesome. They're super comfortable. They do a great job at you know pulling moisture away. And then, you know, keeping scent at bay the best they can after a couple of days if you're having to wear the same thing, you know. It only goes so far. I mean, Marino's yeah. always so good. But, uh, no, they're super comfortable as far as padding and stuff, and they've been great. And that's one of the things I don't think folks realize, right, when you get into socks. Like, I run Smart Wool, and right. uh, they have a, a PhD line, they call it, and they're hunt-specific right. socks. So there is a... You have a heel, uh, basically like a heel lock, and then you have from basically the top of your foot into your ankle, they have this cross pattern for the lack of me, under, you know, knowing exactly what they call it. Um, that yeah. kind of holds the sock so you don't get that quitter or, you know, you don't get that hot spot on the back of your heel from that sock, you know, moving or right. your foot moving a little bit in your boot. Um, uh, seamless toe, dude. That a seamless toe on a sock um, when you're out. Changer. Oh, dude that is that's night and day night and right. freaking day yeah anyway you can limit a hot spot man i mean that's that's key to success yeah and and for me i have i have really really sensitive feet um yeah i can you know i step you on dainty little pups no i just it, it's just the, my <laughs> feet are just sensitive right so yeah if i step on a penny it feels like a Lego dude. Like, it's like, Oh, what's that? You know, like any yeah, little right. thing I can feel it. Right. So yeah. you, you put a, a good enough seam on that sock and I put it in my boot. It, it will freaking drive it. me crazy, man. Drive yeah. me nuts. So. So some people I haven't, I have never dove down this road. There's the sock liner too. You know, some dudes 
even go another step and have a sock liner. Yeah, I've tried you know. it. It's just too much for me. I don't. It, yeah, it, I've, I've not dabbled in that, so I don't know. I've tried it once, and I'm like, no. Nah. It just really. Yeah, it, it and maybe they weren't the greatest. I don't know. I they weren't too expensive, and and sometimes you know what you get, what you pay for is is yeah true. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I could really? feel the liner shifting on my sock itself. Oh, uh, yeah. And like I said, I got sensitive feet, and that it just drove me crazy. It was like, nah, I, I can't, can't run it, you know, cannot run it. Yeah. And I'm quirky, man. Like if you know you're out elk hunting or something, and you got a diaphragm in your mouth, and it's in the wrong position, and you know I'm anchored on my string. Um, it, I, it it's like one of those things where mentally it just it just kills me. It's like God damn sticking it. your spokes. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. man. I don't. know. It's just a quirk, but you know, shouldn't. <laughs> But it's just one of those things like it needs everything needs to feel I don't want to say perfect, but it needs to feel consistent to what I'm used to, you know, I got you. So just a little quirk. But yeah, that's I think that's an overlooked uh, overlooked thing in that system um, is is definitely socks, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And then are you, I mean, we're down there. So are you running gators? I mean, I imagine you guys. Oh yeah. You know. I, uh, I, I run the gators too. I switched over to gators a few years ago and dude, game changer there also. Cause I mean, like I've mentioned before, you know, the wetness here in Oregon, they're just awesome. Keeping all the ferns and moisture and sticks and crap from getting down in there. Just, yeah. They've been awesome. I mean that, I don't care what camel you're running, right? I don't care how good it is. In my opinion, if you're not running a gator and you're in that wet condition, eventually, because everything is water resistant, there's, I don't know of anything that's waterproof, right? Right. Um, So it's going to get through. You're going to feel it. It's going to be on your shin. It's going to, then that sock Uh, gets soaked. It's going to be down in your boot. And now, you know, boom, I got, you know, wet feet and wet, wet pants and that shit can get miserable. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't care if it's like, you know, 90 plus degrees in September. I'm, I'm rocking the gators. I don't, I, I wear them all the time, no matter what. Yeah. I really, I just started wearing them last year and I really, I really like them. They were a little bit rough. Um, like I told you before, my, my early archery season here last year was a hundred plus degrees. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely didn't lend itself to the gators, man. They, they right. spent more time in the pack than, than out, but definitely, a definitely a game changer though, man. Yeah, I love the gators. I highly recommend them to anybody going out in the mountains to hunt or backpack or anything. Really, they're just, they're awesome. So hit the pack, man. Why don't you uh, give us your pack rant? Yeah, backpacks. I mean, this is another thing that you really need to take your time and research and get a pack that fits you. I've I've ran everything from you know just your basic. You know, Kelty hiking backpack way back when, because I used to do a lot of backpacking with my dad before I got really big into hunting with him. And then, you know, I've worked my into hunting bags like Badlands and Eberly Sock and uh, Mystery Ranch and Kafaru. And now I've been trying out the wilderness special, pack specialties. And um, just finding that pack that fits your body and your everything is crucial. Just because you're be packing weight in the mountains for days you don't want something that's going to be killing your hips or killing your shoulders and just going to be a suck fest basically your whole time, you know, um, try and get to a store or a shop or wherever, and you can try on different packs that can fit to you. And that's, that's key in my opinion. So what do you, when you're looking for that pack, man, what are, what are maybe the top two or three things that you're, uh, that you're looking for outside of fit? Outside of fit. Um, it's kind of this because I do a lot of 
mostly like three day hunts. I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of like real deep mountain, multiple day, like five plus day hunts. I mean, every now and then I'll try and get one in, in a season or two, but I'm like two to three day hunts. I'll get a pack that I know can fit my style of gear and what I, what I'm trying to fit into it. Um, compression straps. I like to pack that I have at least like three compression straps so I can really just cinch all my stuff as close to the frame as possible. So it's not all floppy when I'm trying to be nimble through the thick organ, you know, shenanigans. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, you know, just kind of fit to my tailored to my style of hunting. Yeah. So for me, what I mean, you? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, but no, I said, what about you? What's your, what's your, what's your go-to? My, my, biggest i mean outside of the fit is weight transfer um yeah is is as even as i can you know that load splitting between my hips and my shoulders man i've had a couple packs where you put too much on the hips and your your lower back is killing you and you got too much on the shoulders and your shoulders are just dogged you know um, so right. that's really Absolutely. after I, I've, you know, figure out fit, then that's where I'm at. It has to be able to evenly disperse that load. And I'm going to say a lot of that comes into the frame is having a frame mm-hmm. that is um, vertically stiff, right? Or rigid. Um, so it's right. able to transfer and, and hold that load. But then I think the suspension system and being able to adjust the suspension system um is a big deal there's some i mean i've had a pack where it was like yeah adjustable suspension and it's like wow that fucking moved an inch and a half yeah and it you know what i mean and it did no good or you get to the hip belt and it's kind of a one size fits all uh to a point right and then you you know you're you're dealing with adjusting it up or down and it just never hits that mark um, right. That yeah, it drives me crazy. But I yeah, to me it is it is. I guess that would be weight, weight transfer, distribution. Not, distribution. I don't know. Um, yeah. But that's definitely where it's at with me when it comes to I, I uh, agree with the that pack, too. man. And then I don't. I'm to the point where, and we talked about this, and I've said it multiple times, dude. If I have a lot of pockets, I'm gonna find shit to put in those pockets. Uh, <laughs> right. So what can I cram in this spot? Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. And uh, right. so what I ended up doing was, okay, how do I eliminate this shit, right? Because I know if I have a pocket, I'm going to fill it. Well, it was like, okay, let me find a pack that is, you know, this size or plus or minus this size um, and doesn't have a lot of external pockets. So I ended up going mm-hmm. with the Metcalf, the Mystery Ranch Metcalf, which I've been above happy with, man. Um, I just use stuff sacks. Yeah, I really like it, dude. Yeah, I ran that pack for uh, a season, and I, I loved it a lot. It was a great pack. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, fit it's, real well and held yeah. all my stuff. And, yeah, and, good. and it adjusts. I mean, there's quite a big adjustment um, that you can make on that suspension system, which was uh, which was really nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, I, got know, it. I got it. I got the first year it came out. Was that that was was that on the guide light frame? I think it was on the uh, the old frame, huh? I uh, it was the. I can't remember. It's like four years ago. I want to say. Yeah, I think that might have been the I older think it might frame. Might have been their older frame. Yeah, that, yeah. I have the the guide light frame, and that thing is, I I mean, if for what for how I've used it and what I've used it for to this point, man, I I have no complaints, no complaints. That's awesome. And at the price point, I mean, you know, again, we we start looking at gear. You can't really test run it, um, so you're you know you're really 
shooting the dice when it comes to putting out, you know, 500 bucks, 600 bucks. Shit, I've seen, you know, right. there's some packs that are up there, man. They're up there. Yeah, you start getting into like the, you know, Kafaru stuff and you can start adding accessories and be well up to $1,000 in no time. You're not yeah, careful. quick. And, and yeah. I've never run a Kafaru, but I, you know, looking at them and, and, you know, hearing everybody rant about them, dude, they're, it has to be substantiated, right? I mean, that, that pack has just, their packs, I shouldn't say that pack, but they have just gone next level. And then the same thing with like the Exos. I've never run one of those. Um, yeah. But you have, you know, you have guys that, I've been in the years for woods that swear by the exos um you know yeah. and they've run everything under the sun uh-huh. yeah i haven't messed with the exo yet that's like the one um pack that i haven't messed with because when they came out i was just switching into a kafaru pack and i loved my kafaru pack i've had a couple different kafaru packs just trying out different ones for just for fun because i'm a gear nerd and uh <laughs> yeah they're they're rad packs though man their build quality is top notch comfort is just on point and there's like so, so customizable you know any different pockets and colors and you know you just nerd nerd out on it right <laughs> they're, they're awesome so what do they call that Aaron, aaron's a super cool dude they have that uh the uh damn i'm not sure how it is but you have like basically your stuff sacks that go inside um, yeah the pullouts is what kafaru calls them okay that that is bitching um yeah i dig that and they're and you can get them uh clear so you're like okay this is because what i do is i just use the out the or uh stuff sacks and i just write right mm-hmm. kill kid or you know water or, right um first aid whatever on them um but being able to say oh there it is right there i was like damn that's badass and i like how you're able yeah. to basically suspend them in that pack right i mean that whole system yeah. back to that system deal i, I thought that was bitching looking at the yeah i love pullouts i have multiple in my setup and um yeah just had knowing like in your mind like i have this and that pull out and you just go right to it in your pack and get what you need it's just no fumbling through stuff digging through stuff you just know right where it's at so yeah, having those pullouts is, uh, is awesome i've been a big fan of those past couple seasons myself so and then their access right and that's that that's the only thing about my mystery ranch that drives me crazy is access so i got one side yeah. zipper and then i got my my opening on top um uh-huh. I would love, I don't, I, and I don't know, right? Manufacturing and when they do their R and D and everything, um, I would love to have even just the a small panel opening, right, on the face of that or the back of that bag, so I can unzip it, grab, you know, my jet boil if that's what I'm after, right. you know, mid pack right. without having to rife through, you know, stuff sacks and, um, you know, bivy shit and, right. <clears throat> so that's the only downside. Um, to that pack that that i've actually had since i've been running it nice that's not a horrible complaint no no that's what you're saying for sure definitely you know being able to access uh, it yeah yeah and that's one thing why i liked kafario because they have different packs with different like molly attachments on the outside so what i would do is i would have you know all my main stuff in my main compartment in my bag then i have like one or two of their smaller pockets on the outside with like my stove and you know a, a pot on the outside so like mid mid hike or midday you know i want to boil some water boom i just have it right there pull that out there you know just having a couple little pockets on the outside i like having that option hell yeah but again you know it's subjective right so i was looking for something that didn't have all that shit um and this yeah. is what i ended up with but you know what i mean so you kind of catch 22 yourself right when you, when you <laughs> when you can't control yeah. what the hell you put in your bag. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. 
And I'm sure there's a yeah, guy that loves that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a guy that loves the fact that, you know, it's one side zipper and then, you know, maybe I haven't used it uh, that way or, you know, the way that somebody else is using it. But yeah, that's... yeah. And what, you know, one of the flaws that I've seen, and I don't give a fuck, it's a flaw, is having the hydration bladder pocket between the frame and the bag right right there yeah so, that's dumb yeah i can't i can't get behind that i hate it i absolutely hate yeah. it i'm gonna say with a little bit i know 90 percent of the packs are running that that way um and it drives me crazy dude so i run out of water again hunting 100 plus degrees three liters of water doesn't doesn't last very long no um, yeah i feel you you know so if i carry another bladder well I have to either position that bladder in between the pocket and my gear, which I run the risk, right? With with the hydration bladders, you run the risk of them leaking out, um, getting yeah. a hole or whatever. So then all my gear is wet, but to make the switch, I have to get in my pack. If it's stuffed to the gills, then I gotta pull that shit out, get to my bladder, refill it, and then you, you try and put a full bladder in a full pack or a half full pack. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh, dude, I that yeah you want to talk about something that drives me ape shit that it, with my pack yeah. oh man and <laughs> I yeah haven't, that's a bummer dude but I haven't seen a pack that doesn't and I get it but I haven't seen a pack that doesn't run it there yeah it's uh I've had a few packs that I've had some that run them between the bag and the frame I've had a few that run it inside the bag the bag that I'm running now uh, the wilderness pack specialties Ibex has it inside the bag you know so you have to move all your stuff out of the way and cram it in there but they also have a spot where you hang it in between the frame and the bags i mean you can choose which way you want to go so uh, yeah so i talked to joe uh i did an episode with him um before we got on and that was one of the things that i didn't know about him and i thought it was really cool and it was kind of a twofold deal where i can Uh run that you know call it my main inside my bag right in that main pocket but then you can run it in that you know meat tray configuration in that pocket in between the bag and the pack itself well that was great because three liters of water i'll tell you at 100 degrees 100 plus degrees three liters of water ain't shit it doesn't last you very long so that would just yeah, be a matter. I swear, like no one's business, dude. So I feel you. Yeah, I just I put water out as fast as it comes in. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> the, when what I saw was, man, I throw a little quick disconnect in line on my on my water hose there on my straw. Uh-huh. You know, just just maybe right at my shoulder, and it's just a matter of pulling one and plugging in the other. Yeah. So I thought that That's was really cool. Plan. Yeah. And the, and the and the other thing that bothers me with the having the bladder there and i'm not sure if it's something they just can't avoid or it makes more sense to have it there is when it's that freaking hot and your body's putting off that much heat that water yeah. is heating up like you know twice as fast right. as it would you know so it i don't know man and i get it like i said you start looking at where else would they put that i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean functionality they kind of have to put it there yeah I mean, you you know, you start looking at that. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you can come up with a better mouse trap, then you know, why don't you do right. it? I don't no have kidding. an I don't have an answer. It's just a no. Nope, I don't design stuff. That's not my gig. <laughs> I just use. I'll it. leave it to someone smarter than me. Yeah, I, like every, I, everybody else, man. We use it and then complain about it. Exactly. <laughs> Kind of a double edge. Like man. if this bag just sucks ten percent less, it'd be perfect. <laughs> ah. That's it. 
That's it. So what else, man? What what are you throwing in that bag? What are you on those two to three dayers? What's uh what's so going inside? For, so bad for shelter wise, uh, I've been running with uh, another Kafaru product. I've been going with the Kafaru Super Tarp with the uh, Annex, so it's got the front closure if you want to close it up because it rains frequently here. So having that front closure is pretty pretty important. But it's a floorless shelter, so. Um, you hold it up with your trekking poles rather than having, you know, your whole pole system or whatever. So you got you should tarp your trekking poles with some guideline holding it out. So it's super lightweight, compacts really small. Uh, it's been awesome. It, uh, it's been one of my favorite favorite shelters I've ran over the past few years for sure. Um, a lot of people are a little weirded out about the floorless shelter. You know, some people don't like bugs or snakes or whatever. I mean, I don't. Where I'm at in Oregon, I don't have any venomous snakes that can might be my sleep um ticks are pretty minimal on this side of the of oregon so i don't know about ticks so for where i'm at it's been pretty good yeah i'm curious to see if those ticks hold down after uh the weather that we've had because everywhere else is uh they're already seeing crazy ticks everywhere man yeah like yeah i've seen some pictures of dudes just like Covered. ticks for days i'm like Ooh, that's terrifying yeah well shit uh garrett has that uh got that yeah, infection that on his arm you know <laughs> i'm not sure yeah, where i saw that picture if that was east or west of the five there but damn yeah i'm not sure it's yeah we actually might we have some outdoor cats and uh one of my cats keeps coming home with ticks in his ears so like oh you know keep him away <laughs> yeah hell yeah keep him away and things freak me out man yeah gotta keep up on the flea and tick meds man it's not cool well they got i and and I haven't, I've never run it before. Um, but you know, going into this season with some concern, um, because of what I'm seeing, I, I went and got some of that, uh, the Sawyer permethrin, um, to spray yeah. the gear down with, man. Yeah. Let me know how that works out, man. Let, uh, I'll try that stuff out too. Well, you start hunting before but, me. Shit. Well, no, I'm not, true, my yeah, deer I'll season. I'll hopefully be hunting. I'll hopefully be hunting here at the beginning of August. Yeah. Doing my, some bear out and over in East, East Oregon. Yeah, I heard about that, man. That's going to be, uh, that'll be pretty freaking cool. Some color phase running around where you guys are hunting. Dude, I hope, yeah, I hope it's going to be a killer trip. Can't wait. Um, But actually, no, my, my deer season, shit, what are we on? Today is what, the 7th? 7th, I want to say, yeah. Yeah, we open next week, so I will be in the woods before you. Ooh, lucky dog. Yeah, we got archery opener, but I'm not going on opener. I, I got to miss a weekend. I got to go to Colorado, so. Ah, right but on. I'll be out that week after, man, for sure. For nice. sure. So, yeah, I'll let you know, but, yeah, it has me freaked out, man. Um, I, I, yeah, I've seen some pictures, and, I, and usually, you know, you'll see them on the bellies or you see them on some ears. I saw yeah. a picture. Um, I want to say it was Amy Hall she's out of tennessee and she posted mm-hmm. a picture dude and i have never seen the the eye of the deer was just littered with ticks dude and it's gross yeah i was like oh i don't know i i <laughs> it's as bad as it sounds dude, i don't even think i would shoot a shoot a deer like that <laughs> yeah like a pass <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's um, a hard pass yeah. i don't care how big you are buddy i we were i don't know i'm my boy we first time we went down to texas before he could hunt here and uh the first we were we go down and we we're hunting a um the guy I met's ranch and we would cull bucks for him right he, he had to uh-huh. he had a certain amount we'd have to cull before we can go and chase antlers and uh dude i shot this spike and he was probably three, four years old, and 
just a spike. It was the weirdest thing. And the amount of ticks when we rolled him over, the amount of ticks on his bottom side was yeah, it grossed me out, man. Oh man, it was horrible. It was, I mean, I'm gonna say it was millions, but you know that's a goddamn exaggeration. But it was thousands of yeah, thousands of ticks, absurd amount. Oh, dude, it was gross. So now, that that ebgb was probably close to 10 years ago and uh it's just stuck with me man i don't yeah i can't yeah. do it i mean unless it was to help the animal somehow put it out of its misery um yeah right, right. oh man yeah more power to the folks that are like yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah dude and ticks bro not cool but yeah between yeah, that hard. permethrin that'll be uh that's definitely a, a new since we're talking gear i'm gonna call that gear at this point and that yeah no I'm kidding <laughs> the, gator, the gators are gonna be soaked in that shit before i leave yeah <laughs> just just, oh. just douche it on you and just play the wind dude who yeah. cares how you smell man just go, just go well, for it the the uh sawyer's supposed to be orderless so i haven't they really? say you spray it i think you're supposed to spray it down like uh so many hours before your first use um but it's supposed to gotcha. be orderless so we'll see um i've yeah. never i've never dealt with a pesticide you know that uh, doesn't have some kind of smell but you yeah know. one way or another it's stinky yeah. some way. so what else man uh you talk shelter yeah so one thing i'll add to the shelter i mean it's floorless but i do run just a little piece of tyvek ground cover just to keep the wetness off and the dampness i mean i'll have that underneath my uh, sleeping bag um sleeping bag i've been running uh two different ones i can't remember what my smaller one is i'll have to look, pull it out but my other one is a slumber jack zero degree if i'm going like high up in the mountains over like eastern oregon not really high it's not that high for oregon but um it's colder over there for sure um then i'll run my other sleeping bag when it's warmer um they're both synthetic. I don't have any down sleeping bags. Um, I mean, that's another one of those things where you kind of got to know where you're hunting and like your environment and do your research on which, whether you want to go down or synthetic sleeping bag. What's your preference there? So if it's wet, I got to run the synthetic, but yeah. my preference is down um, because right. I like the packability versus synthetic right i got yeah um i actually have my my early season bag is a old old ass <laughs> is an old ass kelty and it's like a 40 degree and most times yeah, with our, mine is too it's just old kelty yeah and and that thing is down and it's you know a 40 degree down is not <clears throat> offering much in in terms of comfort um but right. it's been tried and true um you know, and I've taken it, I've taken it down, you know, you get out there and you, you know, expect certain temps. And I think it's been as low as probably 35, 36 realm. Um, yeah. And, you know, you just throw on the beanie and zip that sucker all the way up and um, yep. pull Slayer the mummy down. Yeah. And it, it does really good, man. I, I, yep. I really like the packability of down. Um, I, I yeah, don't think, awesome. yeah, you can't beat it when you talk about the synthetic um when it's wet i gotta bring my synthetic um right but it sucks packing it, it they just it does suck to pack yeah, it yeah they're not gonna shrink down there's no 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 damn way yeah if i didn't do so much western hunter, um, hunting you know here in oregon i probably wouldn't really run the synthetic hardly ever but it's the moisture man it's just crucial to my life yeah that's uh so what did you say you're running on the synthetic bag 
Uh, it's a slumberjack. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a zero degree, I believe. Oh no, it's like a 20, I think 20 degree bag, but, um, it's, it's nice. It compresses really, you know, fairly good for a synthetic and, uh, super comfortable. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. And slumberjack has kind of made a explosion for the lack of a better word, in my opinion, when it comes to the hunting realm yeah over the last right. couple of years man they've really made a a hard push um at getting in that uh in that space they have yeah i actually won it in a, a facebook contest so oh, no i didn't way. like go out and buy it specifically yeah i was uh back before like the mountain ops guys owned mountain ops they had another little company called zeus outdoors or something like that or zulu outdoors they were doing a bunch of contests and i, I entered it and sure enough i won one sleeping bag it was super cool yeah i won uh, uh that's funny i won a slumberjack bivy um at full draw i haven't used it because it's like a feels like a fucking coffin um i got i you know pull it out in the backyard and i'm like oh yeah i could probably do this and no i can't do it man it's just it's way too confined for uh for my liking yeah yeah the babies (laughs) trip me out i'm not like claustrophobic or anything but i don't know this would be weird you are when you get into them fucking things yeah i bet (laughs) it's like a, a, a fabric coffin man it is the weirdest feel um that's funny. Yeah, and and okay, it may sound chicken shit or weird or whatever, but I got a thing like if if a bear or a cat or something comes in to camp at night, which is you know I've had bears walking right outside the yeah the tent. I want to be able to move. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> you ain't moving in a damn bivy, man. That sounds paranoid, but uh, yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at with that thing. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think we actually talked a little bit about that on our Kong Valley podcast with the executive team, how, uh, you know, sometimes I'll do some um, hammock um, camping. So I'll take just my hammock out and be good, call it good. But I went to this one spot. There's just so littered with cats, dude. I had the worst night of sleep in my life. Like I was just laying there with my knife in my hand, just like, <laughs> like a floating meat burrito, just like waiting for a cat to try to eat me. In Nile, it was the worst. So yeah, I can relate. I actually feel, and I, so I started running a hammock. Was that last year, the year before? Must have been last year. I really started trying to take it with, and uh, I mean, I, I love the freaking hammock, dude. Um, and I actually oh, I, I feel, love it too. it's awesome. I yeah. actually have the. I'm on the opposite end of that because I, I could just throw my feet on the ground and go. Um, right. You know, when it comes to the hammock, and then comfort wise, dude, I don't know what it is. You put my ass in a hammock. And you get a little breeze going, I'm dude, gonzo. The rock sleep like a baby, dude. Yeah. Just big baby to sleep in. Heck yeah, gonzo. So do you run? I love the hammock. Though. So do you run? So every time I come up to Oregon, dude, the fucking mosquitoes um, are yeah, next level, bummer. right? I mean, PNW yeah. mosquitoes are not to be messed with. <laughs> yeah, they're are, legit, dude. Are you running uh, any bug net or anything around your hammock? Uh, some I have like um, just a uh, can't remember what this is. It's like a kind of like a military style poncho. I'll kind of make like a little just a little bivy or lean uh, to over bivy the top. kind of over the top of it and just right. run that. But um, you know, and I'll do like some bug spray sometimes. Over on the west side, they're not as bad. But, like over where you were for like the shoot to our challenge. Mosquitoes there are next level. Oh, They're really bad over there. Miserable, dude. Actually, this year wasn't as bad as last year. Um, yeah, I I think last year, dude, I must have come home, and it's not an exaggeration with a hundred bites, 
and the you know i thought i was clear right you're itching scabbed up i thought i was clear everything was healed up and about two weeks after we got home myself my buddy my wife uh, all everybody was just like boom my buddy calls he's like hey dude these mosquito bites are back i'm like holy shit my arms are covered again it was, <laughs> oh man that's I, was a like, I was actually worried i sound chicken shit it worried me i was like fuck what what do these mosquitoes have that the bites come back after two weeks yeah that's weird dude. it was a trip Magician, mosquitoes yeah but it was it wasn't if he wouldn't have called me i would i would have thought it was just me and then about three days after that my wife welted up again and it was just it was weird really? man yeah it tripped me out that's so, crazy because i run i run uh a bug screen on mine they actually have one specifically for the hammock um you know it has its own its own line um uh. and it, it drapes over really nice and then has a zipper there's a there's a horizontal and a vertical zipper um, on the thing so you you know you zip it up on the bottom you can get in and out and then you have the one basically your you know call it your door um, right that is uh, that's running vertical on it so I put that thing out and then I have the uh, basically the bivy for the canopy um, I put that thing on there man it's the full setup that's awesome yeah I love that thing have you ever heard of the like called Hennessy hammock have you ever seen those mm-hmm it's like a hammock slash bug net slash tent, like all mixed all in into one. one. You know, so you're, yeah, they look pretty killer. I haven't uh, had one, but I've seen it. I was like, I might have to get one of those and try it out. See yeah, what all about. You know, I saw one, but I thought it was called a fly, flying tent. I actually saw it today, um, just kind of scrolling really? through IG. Um, but it was it was essentially what you're talking about. It's the hammock that has the built-in fly and and bug screen on it. Um, that's cool and the only downside i would think to it um because now you're adding more weight is it had a couple poles on either end to keep everything up uh up higher oh, yeah, off yeah. you so it was like self-contained gotcha. so mine with that you know, bug net is i actually have to run its own guide or guy wire basically from tree to tree um right so this one you didn't have to do that you just hung your hammock up put your poles in and then you were good to go gotcha but yeah, I dig the hammocks, man. That, uh, that's kind of, I think, I think that's what I'll be running this year when I go on our, on our elk hunt. Roll, I, roll in the hammock. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I have, I know it's going to be good weather for sure. I'll run the hammock, but if I'm just going to be a little dicey, I'll take the, the tent instead. Well, so, uh, so what, where's that trade off for you? So how I was looking at it was, you know, I, I have the, uh, the Jimmy Tarp Granite Mountain, which is a floorless mm. shelter, right? Um, it's nice and comfy. Same thing pitch it with your uh with your trekking poles um and that thing is i don't know in its sack maybe maybe just a little bit larger than a softball right and yeah, then that's awesome um so i think i'm gonna run uh, so i have my hammock and then i have my my granite mountain um and i mean in, in case the situation just says hey you're sleeping on the ground um and it's really not, I mean, I probably have, I don't know, I think that Jimmy Tarp's Granite Mountain is maybe eight ounces, eight and a half ounces. Um, mm. And I'm not like a huge, I got a shave weight guy. I'm just, yeah. I'm a huge don't bring more shit than you need guy at this point. Yeah, I'm the same way. But what I recently got was uh, the Mountain Ambush guys sent me one of their bivy tarps. And that thing is mm -hmm. freaking solid, dude. It's 10 by 10, right? I mean, it's is freaking huge uh, nice that's awesome so i actually want to get out and put that out because my boy's going with me so i figure a 10 by 10 you know just 
flatten the angle a little bit and I'll be able to run that over both hammocks. For uh, sure you would. You know? That's plenty of space. Um, and then, you know, with the Granite Mountain and that, it, it's really like, I don't know, man, it's not a lot of weight. Not a lot of weight. So That's I'm, awesome. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited about running that system to see how it all works out. Have what you are you ever, doing for... Oh, sorry. No, I was just, I was just getting the sleeping pads, but go ahead and bring some more Oh, I was just going to ask you if you ever seen those the Jimmy Tarps, because they're out of Oregon as well. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen the Jimmy Tarps. Um, they look really solid. They're, it looks pretty similar to like the like Kafaru Super Tarp as far as like the way they're set up. Um, yeah, I'd like to try one out and see, see how they are. Yeah, because uh, who the hell just bought one? Freddie, Freddie Lowe. Uh, game changer okay. calls. He, I think he bought the Hudson yeah. teepee. Um, cause oh. that one, that one, you could put a stove in the whole nine. The, the, the super tarp that I have is stove compatible too. Yeah. How do you, have you but, run, it, have you run a stove or? No, I mean, I don't really go anywhere where it's cold enough to really merit the extra, you know, weight and this hassle of getting, cause well, most of the places that I hunt here on the west side gets locked out because of fire danger during elk season. Oh. So you can't start fires, you can't go a lot of places. So even just having a stove is just not really, yeah. I mean, they have the little fire, you know, ash catcher on the top, usually, but still, since I'm not trying to deal with all that nonsense. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't warrant it. Um, <laughs> they look cool as hell. I know if you're, you know, like they do look cool. You take killer pictures. Yeah, Brady, uh, <laughs> Brady Redderath just bought the Kafaru setup. I don't know the name of it, um, with the titanium stove, and uh, uh, the, he started using that, or he went with somebody or something, and was able to use one, and was like, "Man, I'll never go, you know, never go again without it." But those guys are hunting, yeah. and it's snowing and shit. Yeah, if I was in a lot of high, high mountain, snowy stuff, I would probably consider it definitely. But I mean, here in Oregon, it doesn't get that cold, and I'm not up that high, and it's just a lot of extra hassle for no reason, really. What's crazy, I mean, when you look at that thing, I, at least I think I'm quoting this right. Um, with a Kafaru setup, I think he said it's something like seven pounds. Um, that sounds about right. With everything, I was like, damn, that's, you know, seven pounds, man. It doesn't even. It doesn't even make sense to think you got a stove and a right. shelter for seven pounds. Yeah, it's crazy how those stoves compress, like pack up. It's really impressive how they made those. Just out of my wheelhouse at the at the time. Yep. Yep, I feel you there. So, what do you do? Do you? Uh, yeah, well, you said you did trekking poles, man. Sissy sticks. What do you? What do you run there? And. Yeah, Sissy Six, man. Those were a game changer for me too. Just, um, I had ACL replaced surgery in 2010, so I, mean, I kind of got one leg that doesn't like to hold as much weight as the other. So they've been a game changer for me, um, just because going down is where it really affects my my knee. So having those, when I have like a lot of weight on my back, has been been awesome. Um, the ones I have now are black diamonds. Can't remember what model they are, but they're they're really nice. I like them a lot. So you run with me every every day. I'm out in the mountains, just even to the day hike. They're in my back, no matter what. Yeah, that's how I got with mine, man. So are you running cork or foam handles? Uh, foam handles. Foam. Yeah, me too. I didn't. So everybody says the cork is better for the moisture and everything, but I like. There's something about that soft foam. Um, yeah. You know, it kind of conforms to your hand a little bit. Uh, you know, the cork doesn't do that. 
Um, yeah. And and so far, I mean, mine have been. I just run the REI. They're just some carbon ones from REI. Um, I was trying to save, you know, forty or fifty bucks, and uh, right. yeah, I've been super happy with them, man. Yeah, they're those things like Gators to me. Like they were a game changer, and mm-hmm. I'll never go without them again. Oh heck yeah, there's some. I and again, excuse me if the number's bad. Uh, but I think it's accurate because that's what I was told by a gentleman that uh, knows a lot more about it than me. But he's saying up to a 30% decrease um, on that load you feel I because it. of those, man. I know last yeah, I, season when I packed out, I packed out a, a whole mule deer. And uh, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm going to say that's the reason I was able to do it outside of my pack. But them, them damn sticks, man, they, they definitely shorten the time. Um, yeah, big climb time. out. So, yeah, I did uh, a train to hunt a few years ago, back when they were still doing the hundred pound pack pack race, and uh, they died. They were a necessity in my life. Like I, I could not have finished that hundred pound pack out without them. Because <laughs> like the the track that we were doing was just so hilly, like up and down, and it was insane. Like sprinting with a hundred pounds on your back is not recommended. So if I wouldn't have had those, I couldn't even finish it, I don't think. So are you uh change your extension guy uphill to downhill? I know a lot of guys will run that just that, you know, standard, you know, call it 135, 140 centimeters on them. Um, for me, I like to run them short, you know, going uphill, and then I'll extend them as I go down. Or you you stay at one one length, or you change that up? Um yeah, I'll, I'll change it up a little bit here and there, depending on like the terrain. Yeah, I'll shorten them and I'll lengthen them depending on the situation. A twist lock or uh, or the clamp style? Uh, clamp style. Hell yeah, there you go. I don't trust those twist. Yeah, locks. twist lock. Yeah, twist locks. They just I've had some like that, and they just they tweak out. Like they don't I don't know if it's just like the the moisture here that gets in there, or you know, and just messes them up or whatever. But they just never really held up for me. Yeah, I I definitely can't. Uh, I like the clamp style, man. I don't, I yeah, don't yeah. see the as much slippage, um, right? In them, you know, when you when you're carrying a load and you're really putting that weight on them, man. Um, one slides down, even if it's you know six or seven inches, dude. That could mean the difference, you know, falling flat on your freaking face or no doubt, yeah. you know, blowing st- the ankle or a knee or whatever. Yeah, it's not going to leave to chance. Yeah, heck no. Um, so what else is in there, man? You running first aid kit? Or? Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't really chat about there is was the sleeping pad. Oh, there when you I go. Do run my, yeah. When I do run my tent, I go, I recently switched up with a, a climate, uh, static V it's, um, super small. It's like 18 ounces. It's like smaller than a football. I want to say and it takes like 10, 15 breaths to inflate super fast yeah it's super cool um, a buddy of mine turned me on to it and um it's awesome i love it so far now is that because you're you're a bigger dude man i mean you're not you know um is how is it far as far as the length uh length's fine um i think they came in different different uh lengths and sizes but the size that i have is fine now i mean i actually ran like a 
a really like a, a youth size that he got for a while. Like, oh, I'll save weight. This will be awesome. No, it wasn't awesome. Hell so no. I learned my lesson there. I got one that fits my actual body size now. So it's, it's, it's nice. And that, so, okay. So that takes us back a little bit, right? So we were, you know, we talked about bags and now we're talking sleeping pads, but when you start looking at bags and you see a pe- people do it all the time and I've done it where, you know, you get into, you know, a mummy bag, um, and it's like, man, this thing is so constricted, right? I feel like shit. But then you, you know, you, so you step up the bag, you know, you get a larger size. Well, now right. you just sacrifice some weight or, or excuse me, you just sacrifice yeah, a little weight too, but you act your warmth, right? So now you yep. have more air that you have to warm up um, in that, man. And that, uh, that's one of the things that I didn't, when I bought that bag, I didn't realize I was worried about comfort. Um, uh. And yeah, just you know, like it's sort of like that bivy man. It's just too too constricted. Um, right. But that's a that's a big deal, man. Is having a bag that fits. Um, for, for sure. Yeah, for if you got like wider shoulders or you know thicker legs, like yeah, being compressed in there can be a suck. It, it sucks, but I I think I would rather be at this point. It's a lot easier to sleep feeling a little tight than it is to be freaking cold. Um, right. You know, and chattering all night. And, and you actually kill yeah. your you kill your calories and your body's not repairing from a rough day on the mountain if you're not sleeping yeah, well you're and you're constantly burning. In the middle yeah. Of night. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um and then on that on the sleeping pads, man, um, I don't I'm I'm a toss and turn sleeper. Like I'll go from my stomach too, to my back time. to my side, dude. I cannot run a standard width pad. Like I have to get yeah. something that's on the wider side and I don't care. I'll pull something out to make sure that my pad has a little more width on it. Yeah, for sure. You know, that, that standard width, if you're a dude that could sleep like you're, you know, <laughs> dead. A I, vampire I, in yeah. a coffin. <laughs> more power to you. Cause I, I cannot right. do it, man. Can't do it. No, I am all over the place. Like my, I have a, like whenever I'm out in the mountains, like my arms fall asleep. I don't care what happens. Like, my, I'll have to keep shifting throughout the night. My arm probably pad, no pad, doesn't matter. I don't know what it is, but it sucks. So, is like a medical condition? I don't know. <laughs> but I'll keep moving around. Had you? I'm sure you've had the years where it was no pad. Um, yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. The pad. I mean, really. So I'm gonna qualify all this shit. The pad is a game changer, right? I don't give a fuck if it's narrow, uh, if it's that kid pad trying to save a little bit. It's way better. Right than thinking you're going to move a couple rocks and a couple sticks on the ground and not find anything else. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, yeah. I'll just sweep this dirt spot out. Yeah. Look like a freaking husky in the Rockies. No, it sucks. Having a sleeping pad, yeah, big time. Game uh, oh, man. What about, a, uh, what about a pillow? Are you running a pillow? Uh, I don't run a pillow. I do have a first light um, puffy jacket that yeah. folds into itself, like, you know, so it's its own pillow. Yep. That was awesome. That was Heck a game yeah. changer. So I keep that with me whenever I go. Yeah, same. I I do the same thing. Not with the first light. I'll use my. I got the Sika vest, that yeah, puffy vest, and I'll ball that and maybe like you know a shirt or something up and sleep on that. Yeah. I I can't do the pillows because they're too loud. Yeah, you, super loud. Yeah, you move on them and I don't just the materials, man. And yeah, that's as for me that's as bad as being cold. Yeah. Yep, for sure. I've tried to use like my my bag before, you know, like my backpack under my head, and it's all hard, and just it'll lay on a buckle or a zipper, and you're like, sucks. So yeah, having the pillow definitely helps you get more quality sleep, for sure. 
So what was I going for? And we backed up. Oh, so are you running uh, any first aid kits or you just build your own yeah, or so, how's that go? Yeah, I kind of do build my own. Um, I've like purchased some over the years and then it's like, ah, I don't need this, don't need this. So I did like my own little custom uh, medical kit deal. I've got like a little package of like combat gauze, the quick clock combat gauze. Um, just in case I'm like real gnarly. I've got some Steri strips, which are awesome. I don't know if you're familiar with Steri strips. Basically, it's like, you know, so that and some super glue, just in case you got to glue up a wound, Steri strip it. I mean, that right there is just all you really need. I mean, I have a couple of band aids just for some little things here and there, but um, it's pretty bare bones as far as a med kit goes. And I've got some Luca tape because it's awesome for like foot wounds or any other little things that you might need to tape up. What about, uh, the tried and true man duct tape you carrying into that oh yeah <laughs> i got some duct tape so yeah so i'll just dig into this whole pouch i'm actually looking at it right now so i've got what i just described the little medical kit i have in this pouch with the um, tape and the gauze and the stereo strips and super glue and then i've got a couple little rolls of duct tape I, what i did was i had some um cotter pins like auto, some automotive cotter pins mm -hmm. and i like tore the duct tape into strips and i just wrapped it around those so it's not a full roll it's just some like miniature rolls right. around these little pins and then i also have just a old school compass which i'll keep with a paper map where i'm at i like to keep that just in case yes. gps or whatever fails it's gonna fail or batteries are gonna die it's gonna happen to you in the mountains sometime at some point so yeah. having that uh backup system is crucial which i'm sure we can dig back into here in a minute but i'll keep on this bag while i'm going at it I also have a, a steri pin for purifying water in there. Um, I've got batteries for my GPS and my headlamp and any of the other things I have batteries for, extra set of that. I've got flint and steel just in case in there, a little one. I've got some extra blades for my Taito knife. And I think that's it in that particular. Oh, and some MSR uh, water purification tabs in case the steri pin dies and whatever else I have. So, so that's what's in that one. <laughs> you got how many? Because I know I can go grab mine, and it's like two of I've each. I've got three <laughs> pouches. Oh, that's not that bad. I thought you were gonna say no, more. I've, I've downsized, man. Like I've really tried to control myself. I've I'm, had more. I'm working on it. It, it's not easy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, zip stitch. Have you seen those yet? I've heard about the zip stitch. I haven't seen it. I don't think I might have. But I don't think so. I've heard of it, though. So I saw those. I don't know. It was late last year. I think it was late last year. I saw, dude, you got to check those out. I mean, as far as a kid goes, if you have a, a bad laceration, I, I can't yeah. see the zip stitch not complimenting the whole pack. Um, really? Oh, dude. That is, I was, I called a buddy of mine. He's a, well, he's a fireman, but he started out in paramedicine. I'm like, hey, check this out. Tell me what you need. He goes like, oh, dude, that's a game changer. Get as many of those as you can and put them in there. Um, All right. So yeah, check those out. The zip stitch, man, they look uh, look cool. So what do you? You said you got your uh, your steel and flint, your flint and steel. What uh, what are you using yep. to start? Are you cotton ball guy? Or? I have no. I've got some. Um, what is it called? Uh, trioxane tablets. Okay. I've got a bunch of those. Um, it starts out money. Um, so I keep those. The flint and steel, and I got a lighter in here, which I did mention. It's a little extra lighter, and. Uh, some matches too, some waterproof matches. So one of the things I've always seen with the flint and steel is when it's time to use it, most dudes can't get a fucking fire going. 
No, they really can't. It's, it's a, <laughs> an art kind of to use the flint and steel properly. Hey, yeah. I know. Uh, no, we actually did like a, oh, sorry to interrupt, but no, we no. did like a little, like a dry run with my family one day. So I've got my two older boys and like, hey, we're going to go out in the woods today. It was a rainy, piss poor day too. But we're going to build a shelter out of just nothing and we're trying to start a fire. They were down like, yeah, sweet, let's go. So we went out there, dude, and yeah, trying to get show them how to start a fire in wet conditions with flint steel was a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, even in dry, unless you, unless you spend the time, that is... I think that's something that we take for granted. And and it is. I'll I'll give you the fact that there's, you know, there's a whole lot of products out there that'll start, you know, really quick now. Like right now, I think the the biggest buzz is the Pyroputty, um, which uh, I haven't got my hands on yet. Um But I yeah, I, I don't I yeah, it, it's something that dudes miss, man. Fire starting is it is a skill. Yep, it really is. Some people are like, oh, I can start a fire, no problem. Shit. Like, All right, dude, do it right now. <laughs> I've seen dudes have a hard time trying to start a campfire in a, you know, without throwing right, gasoline on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, put the biggest For log sure. you can on and wonder why why it's not starting. <laughs> but you might want to get some kindling on that first. You know, start small. Right. And it's a, it's Good. one of those things that I don't. A lot of dudes, I I think it's overlooked. Um, and there's a lot of guys, and, and no offense to them, there's a lot of, you know, new guys, right? First first couple or first few years that haven't been in that position to be like, holy shit, I need to get a fire going. Or get in the yeah. position to where you're fucked and you're stuck out there for whatever reason, and you have no idea how to get that fire going, man. Yeah, it could be a life or the situation, you know, so it means having that skill set in your pocket is something people should really think about if they plan on going into the mountains, you know, anytime, whether you're been doing it for years or coming to the West for your first time, like it's something you should definitely practice and prepare for. Yeah, and, and for in my opinion, 200 yards into 20 miles in, man, it's one of those yep. things, you know, you get injured. For and, sure you don't have that stuff to take care of yourself, man. That self care is how I look at it. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, you never know what could happen out there. Yeah. So, uh, for actually to share, to share a story, like me and my dad, one year we were bow hunting up in Montana and, uh, it was uh, late season. So it was snowing and I don't know if I told the story on another podcast, but I'll tell it again. Um, it was only like maybe two miles in, not even. And, uh, we had to cross this frozen river and I was a little guy at the time. So I was breezed right across this river, but, my dad came behind me and he fell through the ice. Just <laughs> luckily he caught himself with his bow before he went all the way under. And so he just, you know, wiggled his way back out and then he managed to pull himself out without breaking any more ice. And so he's like, dude, we have to run as fast as we can to the truck right now before I get hypothermia. So it's like, you know, it's that type of situation where you're like, you got to go, you make that decision. So being prepared is crucial because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, uh, it can turn. I mean, yeah. And I've been I've been in a position packing an animal out, dude, and you know, so steep that I, it took me nine hours. I have to put it that way, nine hours on a pack out that was I'm gonna say from the truck to where I was hunting. As the crow flies, maybe three quarters of a mile, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and half of that was flat on a trailhead and then it just dropped i mean just nasty mm-hmm. and it was to the point where it was like i might end up sleeping on this hillside um 
I was hungry and I was thirsty, but I had everything I that I had uh, had everything that I needed to keep me out there. Um, if I didn't get that second win when I got it, oh yeah, it uh, it can go south on us really really quick. Mm-hmm. Big time. So what else? What else, man? Pack essentials. Um, well, I think having water purification is a crucial thing. There's lots of different stuff out there you can use. Uh, I carry you know two different things usually with me, you know, depending on what I'm doing and like what kind of area I'll be in. I got, like I said, the Steri pen in there, which is an awesome, awesome thing to have. But, you know, it's an electronic thing, so it can fail. So having extra batteries for it's awesome. But, um, you know, if you're not familiar with the Steri pen, whoever's listening, it's, it's like an ultraviolet light that you can just scoop some clean, you know, not full of debris water and uh, wiggle it in there till the light turns off and it kills all the germs in your water, basically, which is super cool. Um, have you messed with any of those before? Have you, seen, have you messed with the Steri pen? I, you know, I, I didn't trust them enough um, yeah. to run them. Gotcha. I was a little wary at first. I thought I was like, eh, this is weird. But um, as far as like weight and just functionality, it's it's pretty awesome. Rather than taking the pump, you know, because having the big pump in your bag, they work awesome, but it's just extra si- weight and size in the bag. So having just that little Steri pen in there is cool. But you got to make sure you don't get a bunch of crap in your water when you do it so you're not drinking chunks that's uh yeah so i'll carry that and some msr water tabs just on a daily basis it's just something you throw in your water let it sit for a while it kills the stuff in there yeah that uh yeah definitely i well i run the the sawyer uh squeeze bags with that filter um yeah which i've really liked the only downside that i i see with those with those type of filters is you can't flush them when you're a field um, right. And I've had, I don't know if it was a Sawyer one, but I've had them to where they froze up, where it was a pain yep. in the ass to get them going again because they dried out uh, um, when I was in the field. And, you know, at that point I had, you know, I carry that life straw. I think what yeah. does the life straw cost? 10, 12 bucks or something like that. Right. So then I'm, you know, it's a pain in the butt, but then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm drinking through the life straw because this damn filter is, uh, has clogged up on me. Right. So I mean, it's I guess there's a trade-off, and then like you, I carry the iodine tablets. Um, yeah. And for me, I just go to the you know I don't run the MSRs. I just go to the freaking surplus store, man, and get the uh, the old school ones, man. You drink too much old of that schoolers. shit. Right. Yeah. You drink too much of that, and your stomach's going off. That the amount yeah, of right. <laughs> that amount of iodine no does not agree, man. No doubt. No. Also, like if I'm doing um like a deep uh, deep backcountry trip and be there for a couple of days. I'll take my stereo pin, but I'll also bring some Aquamira drops and uh, I'll take like a 10, 10 liter bladder and I'll you know, find a river and just have that as my camp water or whatever. But yeah, those Aquamira drops, dude, you drink those for a couple of days, your farts smell like a Yeti, bro. Like you're <laughs> farming out your hunting yeah, partners. Like, it is no joke. It's that damn iodine, man. That shit is no yeah, joke on yeah, the yeah, gut, I'll come home from the trip and just my wife is hating life, dude. Just <laughs> her out for like a couple days afterwards. <laughs> oh, man. That, uh, yeah, I can go down all kind of rabbit holes. I'll leave that shit alone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. But yeah, they, uh, they tear your stomach up. But I mean, in a pinch, I, I think it that is, good, yeah, I mean, that is old faithful, right? Again, tried and yeah. true. Um, with all the technology and everything we have, you know, like you said, with a SteriPen, if you don't, you know, say you hadn't 
change your batteries or check your backup batteries since last season, you get out there and those batteries are dead or your your filter freezes up. Yeah. Um, with the mechanical type pumps, um, something breaks on that, you're shit out of luck. So carrying the iodine tabs, man, I you know, whether it's MSR or, you know, old schoolers from the surplus mm-hmm. store, um, I, I don't think you can those are worth their weight in gold um when you're out there you know too too much shit to go wrong it's just insurance in my opinion yeah it's like the kind of brushed on the paper map deal there too you know having the gps is awesome but batteries can fail you can drop out your pack which i've done before and scared the crap out of myself like almost getting lost before i learned my lesson the hard way with not having the backup gps and you know what's funny with that is you contrast it to me that's all we had was you had a paper map dude i remember going to you know sporting goods store and they used to have a little drawer and you know you have several thin drawers and you get in you look for the ranger in and you know look for that uh look for that map and that's all you had to work with yeah um and as much as i like onyx and and all the shit we have now dude i don't care i'm running i'm running a map period for sure you know and then now it's sweet because you can customize the maps and um i I know rugged has their maps i don't know how customizable they are but the detail in the rugged maps um when you look at their contours and that uh it's bitching and then you got carta yeah and i think we've talked about this we talked about it with lou a little bit i think they yeah. might have yeah and you start looking at man do that like for me the carta maps are sick because you can you could take data from previous years and i like to journal a lot um and, uh-huh. and you know mark my points on my maps but i could take that data from previous years and put it on that map and they'll send me one um with That's all awesome. my oh yeah it's badass um so, yeah, I, I got to run paper, man. It's just, you know, old habits die hard. And like you said, it's yeah. one of those things, man. Batteries go, you lose it. No signal is a big one. And I don't care yeah, how, yeah, for sure. you know, airplane mode and all that shit. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not willing to be led. It. Yeah, I'm not willing to be led down that road. Yeah. And then having like GPS that like lags too. So like you never really know like what direction you're really walking sometimes. It's like, what's, what's happening? You know, and I, I noticed that last year. Um, and and I didn't feel that uneasy because I knew where I was at. I'd been hunting yeah, that, you right. know what I mean, for four weeks, and uh, but I got that last year where it was like, well, why the hell is it telling me I'm here? I know I'm way over here, and the direction was yeah. all funky, man. I was like, damn, this is strange. Yeah, it's annoying. But uh, yeah, yeah. land navigation is one of those lost things, like oh. fire starting. You know, like a lot of people just don't even think about it. Like, oh, I'm good, got my GPS. Yeah, well, until those lost arts that no one really messes with anymore. Until, like you said, until that shit fails, and then where are you at? Yeah, and that's you know, <laughs> so it, it it all falls back together, right? If you if that shit fails and you're stuck out there and you can't take care of yourself you know be it you know fire water shelter whatever it is uh i I don't know that and actually lends itself to another topic to a point we won't go too deep on it um but i i think that uh, we're so technology dependent that those things that we're calling lost arts they really shouldn't be lost we just lend we just have too much faith in all this technology man Yep, for sure. 
a guy thinks because he goes, man. yeah, well, a guy thinks he goes and he buys a, you know, uh, a twelve hundred dollar scope um, that he can reach out a thousand yards and touch something until he goes out to the range and realizes that it's going to take a lot more than just that fucking scope. No kidding. Yeah, doesn't even think about wind direction and you know earth rotation and it's all that stuff you don't know yeah they didn't go to sniper school they don't think that far ahead like oh i bought this super sweet scope i can shoot anything i want exactly same thing with the damn gps and all the other technology (laughs) and it's getting better but you know or i'm not willing to put my first my family online you know at risk or whatever because i can't make it back home because i didn't prepare myself to go in the woods yeah exactly trying to think let me turn around man and see and see what else that i have kill kit man what do you run in your kill kit yeah i actually was just looking at my kill kit also um the kill kit i got that and another kafaru pull out um i've uh last year i switched over to uh it was a gal here in oregon called hang em high game bags I got some of her bags. She's a local, uh, you know, business. So I like to support Oregon whenever I can. Um, they're synthetic bags. So they're super lightweight. They compress really, really small. Uh, quality seems good. I didn't haven't got to put anything in them yet, so I can't really speak for strength. But I put like a thirty pound sandbag in there, and they hold up awesome. Um, they got a little reflection on there, so if you want to hang them up in a tree, you know, and, and then come back and get them and see where you're at. So they're really nice bags. Um, I got six of those. I want to say. And uh, I think they're boneless bags too, I think. So, I mean, you can't put like a, you might be able to fit a full leg in there, elk leg maybe, but it's going to be sticking out quite a ways. Um, so I have the, my bags in there. I've got a uh, Taito knife with a bunch of extra blades. I also have an, uh, an SE Azula to go with that too. But I keep that actually on the outside of my bag on the strap. But So I got the SE and the Taito knife for knives. Um, I got some 1.8 millimeter reflective guy line in here in case I got to string up some bags overnight up in a tree or whatever the situation may be. I've got some rubber gloves just in case. I got some um, some marking tape, some orange marking tape mark. I got a plastic ground cloth and I got some um, black Tron tractor garbage bags in here. And so our, our kits are pretty much, I'm going to say spot on, man. Um, I mean, yeah. outside of different brands, but that's, that's pretty much the only thing I didn't hear is I, I carry a stone. Um, uh, I just started using the surgical blade knives. Um, they yeah. kind of, they scare me to a point, man. Um, oh yeah. Well, cause I've had enough, you know, animals on the ground where, you know, you get a little nick or something. Um, right. I, a surgical blade man you that it ain't gonna be a little nick <laughs> yeah it's going deep yeah so they scare me a little deep. bit man i'm a little right you know i i got one last year and i'm a little bit i i cleaned a deer with it um you know field dressed a deer with it and i'm just a little it was i was a little bit slower than i normally am because i was being so cautious about it yeah i got you just worried about uh you know a mishap um yeah you never know for yeah. sure so they are they are crazy sharp and 
Yeah, there's, the blade's kind of you know, real thin, so it can slip and pop out when you're trying to get that fine cut. And yeah, it can definitely get weird real quick. Right yeah, there. I don't even like locking them on the goddamn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was nervous, and I was like, oh, shoot, I want to cut myself with this. Um, no kidding. So I carry a regular, you know, regular knife, too. I have an old-ass case um, that was my grandpa's that I carry, and I carry a little stone for that. And shit, that thing has nice. uh, served me well over the years, man. Um, That's awesome. So gloves, um, I never, I never used to run gloves and, uh, I forget who I was talking to. I don't know who, I, who it was. I can't remember. It'll probably come to me. And uh dude started talking, you know, talking about basically, you know, um, pathogens and all kind of shit. And he had this, yeah. you know, weird thing. I, don't know, I shouldn't say it's weird. Maybe I just don't have enough information about it. And it really, it freaked me out enough to where I carry, I, I think I probably have in there. I'm gonna say four to six sets of latex yeah, that's gloves. That's I got. Oh, six sets, I want to say. Yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty religious about them. Matter of fact, if you look on my Instagram, there's a picture of me and a, a ten point. If you look at my hands, there were, we had on that trip, we had shot so many deer, um, dressed so many deer. My hands were literally stained red for I'm gonna say really? at least a week, week and a half. Um, yeah. But yeah, at this point, man, I'm I'm running gloves. Um, just just due to the paranoia, and then with that whole and I don't know a ton about it, but that whole CWD thing, you know, um, fact or fiction, fact or fiction, mm-hmm. um, it's a concern for me. So yeah, I don't want to. I'm not risking it. Yeah, I mean, people don't think you know. I mean, your skin absorbs everything it touches. I mean, one way or another, it's getting in there. You know, so any way you can protect yourself from whatever it's uh the best route to go a lot of guys would be like oh you just you know you're running gloves yeah oh you see so much <laughs> blah, 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 blah. you know i've touched plenty blood man don't worry about it but i'm trying to protect myself man <laughs> i think a long game bro long that's game. it yep yeah come back and you know it's like the ticks man you come back in four years and you got lyme disease or something you know i don't want to mess with that shit yeah. none of it no no <laughs> Lyme disease is no joke, man. My my wife actually has Lyme disease. Oh no she's way! Chronic, chronic chronic Lyme disease. Yeah, she uh, got bit by some ticks when she lived in Oklahoma years ago, and um, it flared up, and she, you know she thought it went away, and but it kind of laid dormant in her system for a long time, and then flared back up when our daughter was born six years ago, and it's been a struggle ever since, man. So we're kind of still working that out. Yeah. So I mean, there there it is. I and I'm sorry to hear that, but a prime example of why we should be taking measures to uh you know deal with that stuff man um i know with like i brought up that cwd um and i've had a couple of brief conversations with guys on the podcast about it and that shit is no joke and they don't even know whether or not um it can affect us right there it's it's still in its infancy as far as research on it goes um and then there's Uh, you know there's that whole school of thought where it's you know it's all bullshit um you know it's it's some kind of conspiracy thing but there's biologists that are like no i'm not i'm not eating that deer without testing it and i'm definitely not dressing that deer without having you know ppes on right (laughs) it says a lot to me if it's a a biologist man they're the people a lot smarter than i am (laughs) yeah no kidding look at that man so what are you doing uh with your with your camos man what are you running and uh, so for camo, uh, been, I've mentioned first light a few times. So I've got, um, mostly first light stuff for my layers. 
Um, I don't run any first light pants. I actually run, uh, it's a tactical company called triple lot designs. They have like a, an aquatic fabric, just, just hundred percent nylon pretty much. So it just dries super fast and it's real strong. So I use them for pants for the past couple of years and I've really been happy with those. Um, then for first light stuff, I just got all up Merino short sleeve. I got Merino long sleeve and then like a pullover kind of like hoodie, um, a vest and a puffy jacket, got a really lightweight rain jacket that compresses really, really small with them. Um, just a pretty rounded out layering kit just cause you never know what you're going to run into. And layering is another one of those topics that people should really think about when they're planning on going up in the mountains, just preparing for any sort of weather condition and being able to regulate your temperature well. Heck yeah. I mean, and it, so I run, I run pretty much, well, not pretty much. I run all Sitka man from my base layers all the way out, you know, puffy and then my, my outer shell, um, and that's just, you know, I, I mean, it was, Sitka was the first technical, you know, camo. Um, yeah. and I was in it when it was the first and it hasn't done me wrong except the fucking price. It could slow it down. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, they're getting out of control, but I really, I like, I like that first light pattern, man. Um, yeah, it's a killer pattern. It's really works really well here where I'm at on the coast of Oregon. And there's not, I mean, so we start talking about camo, right? You got, <laughs> oh man, that that's a can of worms, right? Because guys are like, you know, fuck this right. one, fuck that one, fuck this one. It's a heated topic for oh, sure. People dude. get all high, you know. And then there's like the fanboys talking, oh, you wear first light because born and raised wears first. I was like, no, dude, I wore first light before they even started. I mean, they've actually used it for a long time, but before they really hit their popularity swing, it's right. just a good product, you know? Well, and then you look at that, and and so fucking what if it if it's working for you, right? And I've I've said it right. a million times. If it's bringing value to your experience, then it doesn't matter. Um, you know, and then there's and recently I've seen it more and more where guys are like, you know, making it a point to run multiple patterns. And I'm not sure what's going yeah. on. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, yeah, but. I'm not sure of that scenario either. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. I, I'm I'm too anal as hell. It, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll run like I don't run camo pants. The pants I have are solid colors, but. As far as like mixing camos, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there, man. I'm right there. That that's a funny thing, though, right? I mean, we we are willing to look past the functionality of something and and bring all this other bullshit into it. It's just it's right. freaking ridiculous. I know with Sitka, yeah. like I was saying, the price point is getting uh, it's just getting absurd, dude. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's crazy expensive. I really. I really like that stuff. I, I mean, I like the pattern. Um, it served me very, very well. But last year in Wyoming, I lost my Apex hoodie, right? Oh, and bummer. I was bummed. And then I was even yeah. more bummed when I had to drop another $234 on another one. 234 bucks, dude, for a, for a, a hoodie. I mean, yeah, it functions, yeah. right? It, it has some tech into it. But really, Sitka? <laughs> Shit. Right. Like, come on, man. Throw me a bone, guys. Yeah, it's like, damn, man. 
Um, is this making me like predator invisible? Am I going to be like bending light now? What's happening? Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, the one thing I will say is I wore it in 116 degrees and it served me very well. And then when I was in Wyo and it dropped down to 30, it served me very well. But, yeah. you know, again, it goes back to that system. Well, it's not that by itself, right? Understand that I'm layered. Um, I got my right. base layer on or I don't have it on and I'm just running the apex. But yeah, 234 bucks, dude, for a freaking hoodie it just it's starting to get to yeah, the point where it doesn't settle with me it's heartbreaking a little bit yeah it's just i die, I die inside a little bit every time i buy <laughs> things sometimes it's like uh why am i buying this right now yeah it's it's for me it's just getting it's getting harder and harder to make that purchase because of yeah you know the dollar amount and and right and i'm not you know i'm not saying i can afford it right it, it's not gonna make or break me I can afford it. Um, I plan my my gear expenditures to a point, um, but it is fucking painful when you look at the price point on some of it. Yeah, but it's solid gear. I mean, you know, and it hasn't it hasn't failed me. And it's like, okay, that's what I'm in. That's what I'm running. And again, I can't go and say, hey, I need a I need another hoodie. I'm gonna go buy a Kuyu hoodie, um, unless it was a solid color, a solid color. it would drive me ape shit, man. Right, it yeah. It would drive me crazy. Yeah, I've got a few, like, Black Ovis makes their own Merino stuff now. I've got a few of their solid color things, which are, is really nice, too. But I'll use for, like, just some day trips or, you know, scouting or this and that. But, so um, you're it's, running, all, it's all 100% with you. And you're running their base layer Merino? Yeah. How is that? Because I actually saw it on sale, and, and, like, you know, my boy is getting out into the elk woods with me. Um, yeah. And oh, and matter of fact, we've had this discussion because <laughs> I'm making oh, yeah. him, I'm making him did. flip some of his bills um, when it right. comes to it, man. And that was one of the things is right. I, I'm the dude makes good money. I mean, he's 17 years old. He's a, a freaking model, so he makes really good money. But he has that's awesome. He's planning for his future, right? So uh, I don't want to go and say, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this, because I use it. I want you right. to look at it, and it makes sense to your budget and what you're thinking. Um, yeah. It, it 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 he has something vested in it um outside of you know me paying for everything so right. that was kind of the point but i saw the getting back to the actual question is the uh the black ovis base layers and i was wondering how they were because price point wise man yeah, it's so right up his alley it's really good stuff i i have actually one of everything they actually sent it to me to try out so so i have all like but their bottom their boxers their you know long long pants or long ones you want to call them whatever you want to call them um and their hoodie their t-shirt all of that i have all of it and it's really really well the price point's on point um it functions really well as far as the merino goes and regulating your temperature and i like it a lot i mean i wear like the boxers every day not every day but you know I, we, throughout the week i'll use their boxers they're really comfortable they fit really well um I use I wear the hoodie just like around town and stuff, and it's it's really good stuff. I like nice. it a lot. Yeah, I will have to check it out a little bit more, because um, yeah, again that price point, man. Yeah, yeah. For what you're getting, the price is awesome. Yeah, well, see that concerns me. What do you mean? What with, for what you're getting? <laughs> right, you know, it's just like it's quality merino. You know, you're right. finding a good 
Merino product at a price that's not going to break the bank. Okay, break your bank, yeah, because that could it's, it's awesome. That comment could have been on the other side too. Like, oh, yeah, it's okay I could have either way. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. it's okay for the sixty bucks. Now, fuck that. Right, you it know, it'll do its job. It doesn't yeah. suck. So no, that's yeah, good stuff for what you're buying. Definitely be looking into that, man. Um, shit, I'm trying to think of what else. I, hold on, let me let me step away from the thing and take these headphones off. Man, I'm gonna grab this pack real quick and. I'm going to rife through my pack here real quick. Give me we didn't seven. talk about stoves. Oh, there you go. Yeah, why don't you uh, hold the thought. Let me grab my pack. All right, sorry about that, man. I had to, it's all good, dude. I had to grab the pack. I'm, I'm sitting here in the, in the garage slash man cave, and it's right here. I'm right on. Getting it ready, so... So what do you run? I run the uh, I run that jet boil. My jet boil is probably nine years old. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've messed with a few different stoves over the years. I've done the jet boil thing, um, some MSR stuff. Uh, right now, I've just been running. It's a uh, Optimus. It's just like a little screw on burner that you screw on just your propane tank it's the size of like the actual burner itself it's probably the size of like um a 50 cent piece and then the little arms fold out on it so you can you know prop your whatever you're cooking with on there your pot or whatever and this thing is awesome dude i've uh holds up really well in the wind it lights super easy um cooks bird boils real fast and it just folds up into my pots with the, the little propane canister that i use um it's awesome i like it a lot so so i the reason i can't get away from the jet boil is i like the ability to i use a lot of the the uh mre style meals right dehydrated or freeze-dried yeah. meals and for me i like to just boil the water dump it in the bag seal the bag and then i just eat out of the bag and that's one yeah. of the things that i can't get away from um the jet boil it just it's a little yeah, extra yeah. weight but i just like the ability to just you know do it that way i just roll that way right um and it's been great. true man they work they work really well for sure i mean the only time that you like can really run into problems with those if it's like you're trying to like melt snow or something like you will burn that sucker up yeah so don't, don't, try to, don't try to melt snow with one of those well i carry uh i carry the largest canister that they make um yeah. Again, it's worth it, right? I mean, you get up at altitude, right. it takes stuff a little bit longer to heat up and cook, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and it's just worth the added security knowing I have enough fuel to get me through, you know, three or four days, sure. you know, eating twice a day. Yeah. 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 I run for my pots. I've got some, um, what are they, ever new titanium ultralight pots? Comes in a set of two. There's uh, like a smaller one and a bigger one. And my canister and my actual stove fit inside both of those so kind of it's pretty pretty nice little setup so i like to do that coffee and i do for one of my pots i'll hold my coffee in the morning and then i'll use my other pot for boiling water and i'll you know, eat out of that or whatever i'm gonna do with that so what do you uh what do you do for a headlamp or are you a, a hand and flashlight guy no, I run a headlamp. Uh, it's also a black diamond. I want to say too. I got a new one last year. Um, it's super bright. I can't remember how many lumens it is, but it is super bright. It's like artificial daylight bright. 
it doesn't have a separate like big old battery pack hanging off it just runs off of like two or three double a's i can't remember which right yeah i run that it's really nice life I used to have that, you know, you run that, I want to say it was a Petzl. Um, I call it a miner's light and it had a, it had a four pack um, hanging off the side. And that thing was, you get into a piece of gear and you're just going to run it until you can't run it anymore. And uh, I ran that. I liked it because it was bright, but you want to talk about uncomfortable man and having a lot of weight on your head, trying to walk, you know, three, four miles in, in the dark. Um, and I still run the Petzl, but I run the uh, the Tika the Tika XP2, and it's not super bright, but I liked it has a diffuser on it, and I really like having the diffuser to kind of break up that light, so you don't have that you know that big bright beam just focused right in front. Right. Do you carry an extra extra light just for backup at all? Yeah, I do. Or you I just, your batteries. No, I, I I do both, right? Because I don't trust the the. I mean, albeit LED, but if something goes wrong, then you know you need that light. For my backup, though, I just got a little cheapy Energizer um, from Home Depot, and I figure yeah. in a pinch, right, that 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 thing will you know it'll do what it needs to do. I wasn't gonna go spend another seventy dollars on a headlamp. Um, yeah. You know, you you start doubling up on gear, and then you're you know 140 dollars in on a 70 dollar right. item. So I just went and got a little 20 dollar right. Energizer, man, and uh, that nice. thing goes in the the oh shit pack or the oh shit bag in there. Right. Yeah, I keep a little um, Petzl. I can't remember what it's called, but it's tiny little headlamp with like a little string pull out in my Alaska Guide Creations vinyl harness for a backup. Um, you know what I saw too when I was in Utah. <laughs> And they, I don't know, man, it, I'm, I'm, it's kind of mixed on them, right? I don't really like having the headband on. So they had yeah. lights that actually hooked up to your backpack straps. Um, That's and I, cool. And I want to say that. Headlights for your backpack? Yeah, it's like headlamps and uh, or headlights. And it was like, I think the, the minimum that they had was like three. And I think it went out to like modular and you could do up to like six or seven, something like that. Huh. Um, and it, it, it kind of, it almost looked ridiculous to me, but the functionality of it was like, man, that's just bitching. Like you, it's just right yeah. there on your strap. You clip it on and you just roll and dude, they were, that that's had cool. to be the brightest lights I've ever seen. Um, and I, I want to say that you were able to change them. I want to say they were, it went from white, your regular white light, red, blue, and green, um, all in one light right so again they're probably leds um i can't think of the name of them but they were pretty bitching man you you put those things on and it's like wow that's cool but again i'm fighting that gear junkie um yeah struggle's real man (laughs) Um, it's an inner battle so you're running you're you're running cameras too, right? And a lot of guys are trying to document or, you know, yep. get content. Yep. So what do you what are you running? Not so much in the camera equipment, but let's hit that. Um, but what are you running as far as tripod and, and you turned me on to actually the the uh the peak uh clips. I had a little cheapy that I had before. Uh um, yeah. so what are you running in that setup? See so I um the peak peak design clip, I'll run that on the, the strap. For um, you know, for us on a run and gun, I don't want to have a monopod or a tripod or whatever. I'll have that there so I can bust out quick for pictures or get some film going. Um, for a 
tripod. It's a tripod and monopod combo. It's it was a it's a newer is the brand name. I got it off Amazon, but it's um compared it folds up really really small, and one of the legs can come off, and then you pull the center part out of the tripod, and that screws onto the leg. So then you got a monopod. You can run off the two of those, and yeah, and then the Peak Design. Uh, camera clip fits inside that um, ball head too so you don't have to worry about changing out your clips because that's annoying having to do that so that's what i use for that setup there and it's been really cool so far um i've been happy with that is that a, a aluminum or carbon or it's aluminum aluminum yeah, yeah carbon they had a carbon one too. they had a carbon one too which is lighter of course but it also has the, like the turn turn locks from the clamp locks like we talked about with the you know, the trekking poles. So I like having the clamp locks better. Um, in this, I just like that design better. I mean, I can all sacrifice a little bit extra weight for just that design. Yeah. So I have the, and I, and I kind of, so going against myself and, and, and I looked at it a little bit differently and I kind of kicked myself in the ass and I went with the Siru tripod last year and it's aluminum. I didn't want to spend double the money for carbon. Um, and it wasn't that much right. weight difference. Um, and I actually run a fluid head and not the ball head, but I got the twist locks and, uh, I was running a Monfrotto, um, prior to that. And I, I, the Monfrotto was nice, but it was just so yeah. freaking heavy, man. Um, yeah, for sure. I had to shed the weight and, uh, that had the cam locks, which I, I, I don't know. I went with the twist locks on a Siru, man, and it is so much. It takes a lot longer to get the legs out. Uh, with the other one, man, it was just like you know, pop them all open at the same time, send right. it down, and clip, clip, clip. Right, it's done. This one, you're twisting and sliding, twisting. It's like, God yeah, dang I it, can't. Man. Yeah, I can't do the turn. That's why I like just being able, like you said, well, with one motion, boom, all the legs can come out real quick. And it's just way more fluid. And you know, when you're trying to get set up quick to get a shot, you know, put together. That's crucial. Yeah, what what I ended up doing was walking around the woods with the uh, legs on full extension. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that works, man. Yeah, you I, do what you got to do. Yeah, it was just like you know the, the one thing that's nice is is I like how the Siru it has multiple leg angles, so I think I can do four different leg angles. Um, yeah. As I'm setting it up, um, and then when you when you put them all together, they lock in. Um, so it actually made it pretty easy to walk around the woods, you know, and just carrying it parallel to the ground. Um, yeah, it wasn't too much of a burden, you know, and then that peak design, dude, I I had a little cheapy that I was running and uh, the thing was a pain in the butt. So I got the peak design when you told me about it and, uh, man, I love that thing. I put the Sony on that and dude, it is, uh, yeah, it's next level. Oh heck yeah, man. Yeah. I just got to figure out super well built too. I got to figure out how to, I, I need a cover. Um, I took it out, I don't know, a couple weeks like ago. Like a rain cover? Yeah, just it's not so much the rain, but the dust. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I was freaking out. The whole time I was out scouting, I just kept looking at the camera like, fuck, it's getting dusty. Dang, it's getting dusty. Yeah, it's it gets du- you know, dusty. Oh, it was freaking me out, well, dude. Peak Design makes covers also, actually. They make a couple different sizes. They have a small, medium, and large. And it just goes right over your lens and everything. But it's the... Uh, you can still have your lit lens poking out because it's open in the front. So you can pull it up over your back screen and take your picture still with it. It's oh, pretty, nice. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It freaked me out though. Um, you know, you spend that, spend that money on that gear, man. And it's, you know, right. I get anal dude. 
sometime oh, me too, man. sometime right overly yeah check out those peak design covers though they're nice they're not they're like 40 bucks i want to say they're not too spendy oh that's not bad at all i mean to me if yep. it was a hundred bucks at this point it's worth its weight man i mean you're looking yeah, at a camera that costs you two thousand dollars and is getting dust and whatnot over it and and the electronics man that stuff is susceptible um right you know you're getting shit inside and yeah just uh yeah, yeah i can't uh can't do it man no doubt so what didn't we uh i don't know if there's anything that we kind of missed man what's the what's give me um, some odds and ends shit unless you could think of something that we really didn't touch on odds and ends stuff uh i keep a little extra tool bag too i have like a custom allen wrenches um some extra uh like release release loop cordage and you know or stuff like that just extra little odds and ends just in case you have to fix something on your bow in a pinch um other than that, I don't think I have really many odd other random items in there. Got to have the TP. That's crucial. Yeah. Can't forget the TP. Got to make sure you have that on every trip. All right. Wet or dry? Um, I've messed with both. I've taken both. Um, I usually just roll with the dry. I mean, wet's nice to have just because it's got multiple functions. You know I mean? It's got – you can – keep the downstairs clean you can keep your hands clean and it's got multiple functions so it's kind of have wipes too but it's just one of those things where you just mix it up and just go with whatever's worlds for you yeah that uh yeah i gotta i gotta go i gotta go with the wet wipes on that one man yeah <laughs> yeah i can't roll the dry <laughs> yeah that, uh wet wipes all I usually the way. carry both I usually carry both of me but if I forget one or the other I really don't care as long as I have one of them you know? I've, well I've been in that position man and it was like you oh, know I've been there too it's a bummer <laughs> cut off the wife beater <laughs> yeah full you do what you gotta do yeah full 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 bear squat man with the wife beater getting ripped off and cut up <clears throat> um yeah that's funny been there done that i I never forget that either my kid was right there just laughing and laughing and laughing man (laughs) couldn't believe it (laughs) that's awesome uh yeah well i took took my my son out hunting one time dude and he pooped like three times in a matter of like 20 minutes i'm like dude are you broken what is wrong with you so yeah if you're taking your kids in the woods make sure you pack extra so one of the things too, I mean, when we're while we're touching on that, right? Uh, and I don't know if if folks even think about it, but make sure, and I haven't always, but make sure it's biodegradable, um, especially if yeah. it's the wet wipes, right? Because they're a bit thicker, and right. you know, latrine that For shit. Sure. Don't just shit on the ground and you know throw it down. Um, yeah, I've been, keep it keep it classy out there. You yeah. never know who's going to be coming walking behind you. Well, and I've and dude, I've done that, and uh, I mean, it was like a mess of used paper and it was not yeah. uh it, it kind of it pissed me off one right you don't have enough to you know dig a dig a quick hole or something um it was right. gross dude that, that right. is the nastiest yeah, shit to I, ever I've come across last season i was me and my buddy were out doing some i don't know if we were scouting or actually hunting but i was standing there and my buddy's like dude you're standing in toilet paper i'm like what no. <laughs> <laughs> like sure enough yep right there dude oh Just man i know you were <laughs> i know you were cussing him too oh i was furious man oh, it's the worst dude yeah. it's the worst it's the same in the bible dude bear your poop listen to god <laughs> it's horrible yeah 
trying to think, it's man. Crazy. Uh, what? Oh, you said yeah. You run the, your bino harness. So what? What bino harness do you run? Uh, I've been uh, with using Alaska Guide Creations for a while. I've tried a couple other ones, but I'm sticking with the Alaska Guide Creations just because, again, I like having pockets to keep stuff in, and they have lots of them on there. So I uh, I like that. I tried marsupial gear. Um, I liked it a lot. It was really streamlined. Uh, functionality with like magnet top was awesome. It was really well built, but I just wanted more pockets. So I went back to Alaska guide creations. Yeah. I'm running the marsupial. And the only complaint that I have with it thus far is the lid doesn't come down over the side, right? So it's just a, basically a, a flap that covers it frontal. Uh, and then I have an right. opening. So again, you know, when yeah. you're hunting in a hundred degrees, 90 degrees, and it's dry as hell here, um, where I'm hunting, it's, it, you know, I pull a lot of times you'll open that up. If you, if you remember to close it after the last use and your, and your lens is just covered, man, um, with dust and debris. And if you're sweating, right. it's dripping on it. Um, yeah. if you don't close it, but then that open side, you don't, you can't keep all the dust off. Um, right yeah that's one other reason why i like the alaska guide creation is the basically full containment i mean you're you might get a little dust in there but for the most part it's covered really well and it keeps the wetness and the dust and all that shenanigans out yeah what i did is i went and i bought the i just ordered the rain fly for it yeah so the rain fly you know i, I haven't used it in the field except scouting um I didn't plan on, I had a, the Sitka bino bivy and it got stolen with my binos, but Ooh, yes, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it still burns my ass. Oh, um, those things were like, my wife bought them for, I think my birthday or something and, and some jackass broke in my Jeep and stole them. That but, sucks. uh, I really like that one because it was, you know, full containment, super streamlined. Um, and I don't like yeah. having a lot on my chest. I'm on the opposite end of you. Um, I feel that weight more than anything for some reason, uh -huh. just a quirk. Um, so I like a real streamline. I don't need a bunch of shit, right? It's just my binos, wind checker, and then my uh, my range finder I wear on my mm -hmm. oblique, you know, on my right side oblique. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's the only complaint thus far with that, uh, with the marsupial. Um, yeah. And the magnet's not very loud. I've had a, a couple that the magnet, when you, you know, go to flap it down, it clack really loud. And it's right. like, oh shit, I yeah, might as well have really a snap. Quiet. I, like, I like that about it. I run the marsupial gear rangefinder pouch on the side. I do run that on the last iterations. It's got like a magnet over like the, the cord pole. And I had a um, FHF gear rangefinder pocket for a little while, but it was really tight on my rangefinder. So I, I had a hard time pulling it out quick. So like the marsupial gear, it fits the, the Vortex Ranger 1000 a little, little better than the FHF gear one did. Yeah, I had a... Uh... Caleb Newton with County Six Predator, they do. I mean, he does calls, but he also does a, a bino harness. Um, it's actually an optics harness, dude. If if it wasn't, if I wasn't so weird about running different camel patterns, um, yeah. that that thing is I, by far the most comfortable bino harness I have ever put on. Um, really, dude. I this thing is. You want to talk about? Yeah, you, it, just get on and look at it, right? It's County Six Predator. Um, okay, you like, you like pockets? <laughs> yeah. This thing, I mean, they they do a lot of predator hunting, right? And and it really lends itself to it. And at first I thought it was going to be really bulky. Um, I was like, mm. oh, this thing is going to be super huge. Um, that's a lot of pockets, a lot of shit going on. And uh, I was like, well, you know, 
thanks Caleb I'm gonna put this thing to use let me check it out and dude I put it on I put my my binos in I put my rangefinder in it has an integrated pocket for the rangefinder and I was like damn this doesn't it felt better than the marsupio it felt better than my Sitka and yeah I was like, well, what else could I put in here? So I, you know, I'm using a, a back tension. I put the back tension in. I put an Allen key in there. Um, and I just started stuffing shit in it just to see when it was going to bother me. And uh, yeah. I had my phone, tools, the release, my range finder. What I, I put rad. something else in there. I think I put my game changer in there, Freddie's call in there. And dude, the yeah. thing was, it was still comfy. And I was like, That's holy awesome. crap, man. Um, so my boy will be running that because it's in that one rate pattern and he's going to run that camo um, this season. So it worked out perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. But if it wasn't for, like nice. I said, wasn't for my quirk um, like yours with that camo, man, I, uh, I'd i be running that thing. I mean, it is super, super comfortable. So shout out to Caleb on that one, man. Um, shit, dude. I think we got it. Yeah, we covered some good covered, stuff. Yeah, we covered some stuff. I mean, a lot of it is, uh, again, subjective to our use and in our opinion. But uh, right. yeah, I think we nailed it, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think we did too. You know, just um, get out there for listeners and just try what uh, you feel is comfortable with your style hunting. And yeah, that's it, man. And remember, it's opinions. It. A lot of it is subjective. It's yeah. opinions. It's you know yeah. what works for that guy may not work for you. Don't get caught up in the bullshit. I think that's the right. most important, yeah. the most important part of it, man. I mean, you've talked about running Kelty, Slumberjack, Kafaru, you know, all the way to Black Ovis. Um, all of this stuff has a has a place, right? And it's it's about yep, absolutely fit and function when it comes to use in the field, not you know, yep. like you said earlier, fanboy shit. Whether you know whoever's wearing right. it, you know, yeah. it has to work for you. Whether it's, it's ten dollars or budget set and go with what you can afford the best you can afford for your budget hell yes don't just try and like go off what someone says for sure well i you know it comes to your go ahead man go ahead go ahead man i was gonna say i was gonna say just uh just for boots and packs do your homework there and uh go with what fits best for your body and your style like really put your effort into those items first and then the rest kind of falls into place yeah and and then what i was going to say is a lot of guys get caught up in the hype of something um and cut themselves short off of a hunt um you know because they bought just you know a thousand dollar bag that they didn't need and they could have got away with a four or five hundred dollar bag absolutely you really should be financing hunts and not uh not gear all the time um especially if it's you know limiting your times in the woods because of that uh, expenditure and i don't know man i i feel like i'm preaching to the choir and it's grown-ass men um but i see a lot uh a lot of it going the other way you know mm-hmm. you got a 12 1300 bow but you can only afford you know 135 dollar deer tag it doesn't make sense right yeah, it doesn't make sense. Your output to your income is not really making sense there. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've fallen victim to that myself, so oh, I can yeah. say, like, hell don't, yes. don't do that. Yep, I've been there, <laughs> been there, done that. This is experience talking shit, yeah. not just beating up on right. somebody. But cool, bro. Yeah, I, exactly. Uh, I appreciate it, man. This was a good, uh, good little conversation, man. Absolutely, yeah, it was good, man. Real good. Bitching. So why don't you drop a couple plugs, man? You got, uh, you know, we've said it before, you've been on an episode with me, but you got Mountain Built Media, and that's uh, that's full steam ahead at this point, man. So Yeah, 
So if you haven't already, please go and check out um, Mountain Built Media it's, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and the website is mountainbuiltmedia.com. Um, we're helping out with uh, digital marketing and um, doing photography for hunts and videos for hunts and all sorts of stuff. You need marketing materials for your company. We do all sorts of stuff. So go and check us out. We'd love to help you out. You need a new website built. Um, get at us and get you a website built or a logo, anything you need. Uh, check us out there. Um, if you haven't already, uh, check out Kong Valley Collective. It's another group that uh, I am a part of and proud to be a part of. And we've had the whole crew basically on the podcast here talking with guys. So if you haven't checked those episodes out, check those out and get to know the Kong Valley and what we're all about. And um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Hell yeah, man. We'll uh, always an open door for you, man. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. You can catch up with Tyler on Instagram at the real Tyler McCluskey. And if you have any digital media needs, marketing, web design, logo design, etc., check them out at Mountain Build Media. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.